Hey there, this is uh, Paranormal Fuckboy. Mikey T. One-Armed Ninja. Producer Nick. And uh, we're coming to you live from California, from uh, Failing Hollywood Podcast. My mic smells like alcoholic seltzer. Is that, is that a California accent? I don't know. <laughs> hey, I, wait. I can't, <laughs> we're I can't, from California. I can't nah, decide dude. to do an accent and then just do it. I just do an accent. I'm like, nah, that's where dude, that's from. You got to use totally and cool, man. I don't mm. hear anybody talking. I like, drink seawater. <laughs> I, <feel like if, laughs> I feel like if Bobby came out here, that's all he would talk. Just <laughs> Only in the Inner Circle Podcast Network, yeah, man. Inner Circle Podcast. Network. Yeah, where was I? I was drunkenly karaoke just like a prayer. I don't know what city I was. I might have been in Birmingham, Alabama or some That's shit. That's fucking amazing. It's pretty amazing. You would karaoke, drunkenly karaoke uh, like a prayer by Madonna in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. That seems like the most brother Ming ass thing you I, could possibly I, do. I agree. Dying to do it again soon. These are my closest confidence. These are my friends. This is my inner circle. We are the inner circle, baby. You are now listening to the Inner Circle Podcast Network. The 27-time tag team champions and the second best podcast on earth. Adam Simmons. Man, 50 gallons of cum is really a lot. Robert Moore. My borderline. At least 25% always high. Also, Bobby Light. Y'all talk about ass? The Simmons and Moore podcast. Simmons and Moore. Ah, ah, fucking ah, nigga. Ah, 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 the Simmons and Moore podcast, motherfuckers, only on the Inner Circle podcast. <laughs> Simmons and Moore podcast episode two five four. What's to- up? Yeah, you're supposed to say something cool after that. But oh, sorry, I got what, you. What's up and shit, son? <laughs> How the fuck you is and stuff. Uh, finally, boys, what's that? What's that about, Pizza Boys? Yo, the fucking pizza boys, dog. Right. Like that? Fucking yeah. pizza boy. That's it. That's well, really that's what it. That was, that was I needed. A, I needed a, a white hoodie to wear at work, so uh-huh. I made a pizza boys hoodie. That's uh, pretty dope. That's the kind of stuff that we do round round here. Uh, finally, it's taken us uh, 254 episodes, but ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Ming Chen, brother Ming, finally. On the podcast, nah, wait, time out. Like, this is not the first time on the instead show. of just producing ninety episodes, or being like a sub guest, or being there when we have other guests on. What's up, everybody? It's an honor to be here with these suspicious guys roaming the building. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> hey, Ming, I just want you to know that wasn't my fault. I'm telling you, that wasn't my fault. It wasn't was all Adam. That was the greatest one of the greatest texts I ever got was uh I so I guess about maybe two years ago. Yeah. Uh you guys were podcasting in a, our studio over at a shared universe. Um, I, had shared. To, I had to leave for some reason. So I was like, hey, just lock up when you guys are done. And I left. And then uh, about 30 minutes later, I get a, te- a panic text from my uh, business partner's wife going, Hey, are you okay? We heard there was this we just got a text from the building manager. Saying they're suspicious 
people roaming the third floor of the building. Are you okay? Let us know you're okay. There's a whole string of them because I didn't reply right away. Yeah. And I just looked at my phone and I just laughed. I could not. Stop <laughs> hey, you already I, knew what time it was. <laughs> you know, I, I screen capped that. I think I sent it to you guys. I let them sweat a little bit and I replied. I was like, no, that's just Simmons and more. Nothing to worry about. Call off the dogs. Call off the Eaton Town police. Yes. Those guys are cool. They're with us. They're uh, they are they are okay. So <laughs> it was yeah. quite honestly one of the best compliments we've ever gotten in podcasting. It, 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 we went somewhere and it looked like we didn't belong. <laughs> it, it, it was great, and you know, if you've seen our building, it's not you know, it's not high security, it's not fancy. Nothing ever really happens here. So for that means the building manager must have a bank of TVs or closed circuit, whatever at wherever he is. Yeah, uh, saw from multiple angles that there's suspicious characters, <laughs> and uh, and sent up an alert, and that pleased me to no end. Yeah, that's good. I mean, the amount of weed that Bobby and I have smoked outside on the premises of that building—you'd think he would have said something about that, but no, it was just a black guy in the elevator. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't smoke anything. Yeah. Well, that's that you you know you wouldn't be the first to do that or the last, and and who the fuck cares now because it's legal. So yeah, bro. buddy. What up? What up? What up? So what up? Yo, what so up? all right, so brother Ming, yes. technically this is your first time on the show. Yes. I don't remember that. I swore we interviewed you before, but whatever. But since this is your first time and people know you but don't know you, like we gotta. <laughs> Dig a deep dive into who the fuck is Brother Ming. I would love that. Where, yeah, where, where, where should I start? Where should you start? I mean, who are you, Brother Ming? Where you come from? Like, how did you get where you are right now? I um, I think one of my biggest points of pride. Where I think people think I grew up in New Jersey, uh, which is cool because I didn't, and um, I didn't. You know, oh. I didn't grow up in a diet of pork roll, and uh, and you know things like that, or the Jersey Shore. Uh, I moved here almost pretty much almost 20 years ago. I moved here permanently in 2002 uh, because Kevin Smith, the filmmaker, decided to hire me full time. He had decided I was worthy enough. But before that, I grew up in the Midwest uh, in Michigan and in Indiana. Uh, I went to the University of Michigan, and uh, that's where I find my love of, I guess, just being like I didn't. I didn't know what I wanted to do in college. Like I, I literally told people like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, I want to, you know what I want to do? I want, I want to read comic books. I want to love pop culture. I want to watch James Cameron movies. I want to collect toys and I want to get paid for it. And All right. So hold on. So wait, wait, I don't mean to cut you off. So you being a, a, what society would consider a nerd in yeah. college, a, a like comic book nerd, right? Yes. What did you go to school for? What was you in college for? I, knowing I, that you didn't even know James I, Cameron movies. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even know. I I got I got you know I got accepted. And they're like and they're and I'm like now what? It's like we got to pick a major. I'm like what? Because <laughs> it all sounded so official. I guess like something yeah. that, like an adult would do. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Like I literally wanted to play. I just wanted to play PlayStation like twenty four seven. I wanted to play. Metal Gear Solid and 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 Final Fantasy and, and shit like that, All and right. people were like, "Listen, don't be ridiculous. No one's ever gonna pay you to love pop culture. No one's ever gonna def definitely. No one's ever gonna pay anybody to play video games all day." 
And as we know, they're dead wrong on both of those accounts. <sighs> Why talk about it? Which pleases me. Video games. Um, so, yeah, I didn't know. Um, my It was funny. My grandparents were a Chinese pharmacist. So my parents <laughs> were like, well, you like to measure stuff out. Like, you should maybe you should be a pharmacist. I'm like, maybe it's in the blood. But I'm like, my my grandparents like prescribe like horny goat weed and t- tiger penis to people. Nice. What? I, yeah, like rhino horns. They don't, this? they don't do that in this country, you know. <laughs> so you know, so I I went. I took chemistry. I, I found out I was bad at chemistry and shit. I'm like, I don't want to do this. So, <laughs> then they were like, Well, you like money? Why don't you try majoring in economics? And I and I I went. I did that. And I was like, This is fucking boring. I don't want to learn about <laughs> supply side economics. Like this is nothing like Wall the movie Wall Street. Like, I'm, so y- your parents were pressuring you though to like, they were just pretty cool with just trying to help you out, just figure out your major and just not, keep it going. No, they weren't they, like they, pressuring they were, you, dude. I got Asian parents. They're pressuring me to you know lawyer. I'm not going to be the one to ask to nope. say those type of things. Nope. I'm gonna just leave but it up to you. I'm gonna just lead the witness, right? <laughs> If it's not a stereotype, then you can say it. And it's not. You know, they wanted me to be a real job and shit. I had no idea. I had no clue. So my first job in college, um, my friend was working at this dumpy-ass video store slash arcade at the student union called Study Break. And it looked like a fun job. I was like, hey, man, are you hiring? He's like, here, fill out an application. I'll talk to the higher up. And uh, literally, I know the higher up, he he was a weed dealer. I, I think he might have dealt in harder drugs as well, but he was definitely selling weed and he ran this arcade video store on the side. Nice. This, this place was a dump. The the video selection, like any new releases that came in, we got one copy for the whole store. <laughs> and so if something cool came out like Jurassic Park, yeah. and we would say that we had it, but if, of course they would immediately get rented out at you know when it came in on Friday. So all weekend people were like, Hey man, you got Jurassic Park? I'm like, No, man, I got rented out like all day that that's all it was and so they're all looking for alternatives so i'm like i don't know man like um you know you ever seen troll 2 that's kind of like not even close to jurassic park yeah like you know we would have these shitty movies that nobody wanted that i would have to point them to because we had nothing left i was like i would probably love that store yeah it was it was and you know we had this old big screen TV in there that was all faded and shit, but no one wanted to move it out. And we only got one channel. We got MTV in there. So for two years, all I watched was Beavis and Butthead and seasons two and three of the real world. And <laughs> I got paid like, you know, it, it didn't, it was minimum wage. I got paid like four bucks an hour, but yeah. to sit on my ass, watch MTV rent out videos and, and, you know, kind of play my own music. Like I, you know, I had a, our own portable man to it, so I could play. I was like, "Holy shit!" I could play like I could literally I could crank Russian here, and I did. Like, <laughs> you know, and sounds so, like the um, perfect spot for you, man. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was fun, but uh yeah, at the same time, instead of studying, I was hanging out at computer this at computer labs. I love. I was in love with technology and shit. So, and most of it was uh, I was I was gaming. I wasn't doing any. I wasn't like writing programs or anything. I was playing like Warcraft three. I was playing Doom. Like Doom was the big one. Yo, Doom was the shit. Yeah, Doom was, OG fire, Doom was the fucking Shout shit. To Doom, yo. Yeah, that was the first time I was like, "Holy crap, we can get eight guys in this same room 
like at different computers and just blow the blow each other's heads off and yeah. get out of each other. This is awesome. And you know, in a in a, in the, in our lab, we would always be able to find someone who wanted to play with us. Right. And, uh, we, yeah. Uh, we used to have we used to have land parties in yep. high school for yeah. um, Unreal Tournament. Yeah. Because we couldn't get Doom on the servers or whatever because yeah, they were yeah, so yeah. shitty. So we just played Unreal Tournament and. Like it blew my mind that you could do that. We're like, whoa, everyone's got their own computer. You type in your stupid name and be like, oh, I'm Bob Dole. And you <laughs> by a rocket launcher by Bob Dole. Yeah, you know? and it would keep a count of like how many people you killed and who you how many times you killed each yeah. person. And uh and, and and I'm oh my god, the trash talk. Oh yeah, dude crazy i remember um like warcraft 3 was a huge thing so you were i think that was like, it was eight people versus eight people like the orcs versus yeah and shit and i remember i, I was at home one time and my roommate came in and he had a black eye he was all beat up and shit and i'm like whoa what happened like because the last time i had seen him he was playing warcraft 3 at the, at the lab i'm like bro what happened they got into another warcraft battle with these this rival like gamers i guess and it got it broke out into a fist fight somehow. What? Wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait! Yeah. Like ultimate nerd battle. Like they got they the like Warcraft became like real life Street Fighter. For Has this ever happened to you, Ming? No, no, no. Video no, no, game no. ever became into no, a real fight? Like, cause I I'm not I, I you know I wanted to win and shit, but I didn't trash talk that bad. But man, yeah. I, was like, I I I couldn't. I, you know, he had a black eye and shit. I couldn't help but laugh. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, man. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Know, yeah, like one of his friends got put into a headlock, and he start, some kids start beating him in the head, and like, I was like right, so they so they lost that fight. I think they did. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. <laughs> the sound. Did they win the match? Yeah, yeah. I think they did. I think they beat well, these. That's other all so that matters. Uh, that's what happened because they won. They, they got they mad. The they got their ass kicked. But you know, you think <laughs> of computer labs like nerds, people writing papers, you know, sending email. Like you don't think of that as like a like there's going to be a rumble going down, right? At, at Angel Hall at the University of Michigan, it was ridiculous, <laughs> man. But those are you know that's how I spent my time. But I was also I was I was learning. I met this weird dude in the engineering school. He was like, "Hey, man, you ever you, you ever seen this thing called the World Wide Web?" I'm like, "No, man, what's that?" He was like, "Man, you can make your own website and shit." And uh, he taught me how to code my own website. So I had this, I had this like Ming Chen website, and I learned how to scan photos of myself and shit. If I can find it, man, I'll post it because it's ridiculous. Because the first websites you would make back then were all vanity sites. So yeah, for sure. It was like, hey, here's me sitting on my mom's car. Here's me at the amusement park. Like whatever. Yeah. It was all. I remember. I remember having uh, uh, freewebs.com slash. <laughs> you know, whatever, like Adam is the coolest yeah. or whatever the fuck it is. And uh, yeah, it's just mad shit yourself. It's just like vanity. It's like, oh, here's photos of backyard <laughs> where, wrestling. Here's, where is that? Here's at? my, here's my top golden eye score. Like, yeah, yeah I thought, shit. Uh, yeah, I didn't know okay. people used to do that. Never. Yeah. I, yeah, oh yeah. You just put up your, your, the very first website you would build. If you ever built, have found out how to build a website was a personal page. So you could <laughs> yeah. oh, vanity. So you could be like, "Hey, man, check out my website," and uh, you could email the link to people and shit. It was, it was awesome. You put a little counter on the bottom, and yeah, you see how counter. many people. Yeah, and-, and then you would reload it every hour to see how much it went up. And, yeah, uh, yeah, man. Um, but the thing that I really loved about the, the, you know, this is pre like there was no Netscape. This is before all of these. 
it was like it was a browser called Mosaic, NCAA Mosaic. Was a, but I remember the thing that really got me into it. The student showed it to me. It was like, oh, yo, yo, check this out. He pointed me to this French website, and some dude out there scanned a, a bunch of pages from Playboy and put them up there. And on the bottom was this big button that just said Recharge. And you would hit the button and you would get a, a new naked photo to come up. And you oh, could sit there for hours and, and just hit that button and get new naked photos. I'm like, that guy invented internet porn. Yeah. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Like, holy shit. Like, oh, I yeah. Love this is the Boy. future. That so, guy's probably somewhere in California rich. Probably not. Probably not. Some, you know, or, or maybe he went on to start Pornhub. I don't know. You know, hopefully. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming he advanced his situation. Yeah, either he's super I don't think good he's at World of Warcraft or he has a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but somewhere in that, uh, this is like 94, 95. So I, I, um, at, that, at that crappy video store, one day we got a copy of a movie called Clerks. And I'm looking at the box. Some dude had told me it was funny. Um, it had played at our local art theater a couple of months earlier. But like, I didn't. About I, right. Yeah, but I didn't go to the art theater. Like I, I, like I only went to go see blockbusters, like huge movies. Like I didn't. I wasn't yeah, going to see yeah. art movies. James Cameron in them. Yeah, but um, coincidentally, I was, I was dating a girl from Middletown, and I was like, "Wait, I think this Clerks movie was shot in your like in your in your neighborhood." Like, wait, no, she was from Middletown, but she went to Michigan. No, I I had met her at a party. She was going to the University of Maryland at the time. But we'd been, you know, and, but she was from New Jersey, and I was like, "Holy crap!" I, I think somebody in your in your town like made a movie. I want to, I'm gonna, I think we'll watch this. So I remember that night. I um, I was supposed to check it into the system so I could rent it out to other people and make money for the store. But mm-hmm. I was like, "Fuck that!" I'm gonna I'm gonna check it in, then check it out, and then take it home and watch it. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching. I popped in. And I watched it, and I was like, "Holy shit! This movie is incredible." I was like, there's a whole 10 minute scene about stormtroopers getting, you know, changing toilets on the Death Star and then getting <laughs> blown up and shit. And I was like, this is awesome. These guys are talking like me and my friends do. Like, it was, yeah. It was weird because uh, in 94, um, you know, there was a time where nobody gave a shit about Star Wars. Um, in 94, especially because Return of the Jedi had come out 11 years before that. And after that, there were no more movies. There were no more properties. Yeah. There was no Disney Plus. There was no Mandalorian. I think. Yeah. No. The only reason why I got into Star Wars is because my my mom was a huge Star Wars nerd. Yeah. Like she was an like she had like Star Wars T shirts and shit, and like she had photos of her and like her sisters and stuff like at the <laughs> premieres with like the Leia yeah, buns because they awesome. were like you know kids at yep. the time, and she was like, "Yo, you're like a nerd," because I was like reading like lord of the rings and i was yep. reading the hobbit and i was really into like science fiction and like frank Frazetta and like all of that stuff yep. all that science fiction stuff she was like yo like i'm gonna show you star wars so she busted out these vhs tapes <laughs> and like it just engulfed life like, our entire lives man it's life-changing yeah, yeah. but I, that uh clerks blew me away blew me away though man i was like oh never knew that adam yeah, I was like, who, like, who the hell made a black and white movie with you know this great dialogue in New Jersey? I don't know. I, yeah, I became borderline obsessed with it. They play hockey on the roof and shit. Like this is this is like nothing I had ever seen before. So I became yeah, I became pretty obsessed. With it. 
So um, I was trying to get all my friends and shit to watch it, and they were like, "What? What is this? Like an art film? It's in black and white." I'm like, "Oh no, this ain't no art film. Like this is <laughs> this is a really really funny movie, and none of them will watch it with me because it, no. I think it was the black and white that turned them off. Then they were like, well, "What's this movie about?" I'm like, "Well, it's about two dudes in a convenience store," and and they were like, "And <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> a couple of drug dealers outside. They're pretty funny," and they're like, "That's it." I'm like, well, on paper, yes, but no, you gotta, you gotta watch it. You gotta, hey. Wouldn't do me any justice to repeat any of the dialogue because it would ruin the jokes. Right. No, I couldn't be like, oh no, this girl blows thirty-seven dudes. Like you, you know, I wasn't gonna ruin that for them. Yeah. That moment is life changing. That joke is life changing. That that joke is iconic. So I couldn't get them to watch it with me, and. I guess rightfully so. I mean, '94, like Forrest Gump was out, Pulp Fiction, Stargate. Yeah. Um, there '94 is a really great movie for movies where stuff happens. So. Yeah, Clerks not beating Tom Hanks. Right. Yeah, Clerks, even Stargate. You know, like you know, Portal. <clears throat> not the Stargate. Yeah. Chris Watzke's going bananas right now. King Portal himself. Yeah. Uh, but you know, now you know, Clerks is is not even arguably the better movie in my in my opinion. You know, Target's a good movie, but it's no clerks. You know, clerks. I don't know, dude. We should yeah. remember we were talking the other day about the uh mystery science theater. We should do one for Stargate. Oh yeah. Yeah. James Spader and yeah, for oh, sure. Fucking James Spader. Yeah. So I was like, shit, man. Like it, to me, it was like discovering like a new Marvel character or reading a really good comic book. Like the you want you want to talk to somebody about it. And I had nobody. And, you know, the thing you, when you find something cool, you want other people to find out how cool it is. You want to introduce it to people. Not only because it's cool, but you will, you wanted to get back to you. It's like, oh, yeah, that's the guy who introduced it to me. You know, like that guy's cool. Yeah. He, he found out about whatever. Like, you know, he, that was the first guy to watch Stranger Things. You know, like that, that's, right. yeah. that's a badge of honor. Um, so I was, uh, you know, I was trying to, I was trying to channel my fandom somewhere. I was like, Hey, wait, maybe I can make a clerk's fan website and, uh, I can use that and put my email address on the bottom. I had a counter and shit. Like maybe I can use that to find other fans and shit. So I spent my Christmas break in 95, I think building a clerk's website. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, it, it was great. I went, so I, there were, up, there were a couple other clerks websites out there at the time. Yeah. And uh, but I was like, man, I want to make the one that blows all of them away. So what I did is I went to Tower <clears> Records <throat> when those existed, and I I put down like all the money I had to buy the Clerks laser disc, and that was, it was forty bucks. Whoa, movie. it's forty bucks. But um, on this laser disc was like there there was cut footage, it was cut scenes. Yeah. There was a, there was a music video that no one had ever seen. And what what was really big was the lost ending to Clerks, which I don't know if you've ever seen, but I have not. The original ending uh, features um, Dante's locking up the store, and this dude comes in and shoots him and robs it and takes all the money. And the last scene of Clerks is Dante dead, as a he's blood he's a bloody corpse on the floor of the convenience <laughs> store, and it fades to black, and that's it. And yeah, that was the original ending. And uh, that was the one that went, that was the one that went to Sundance, and you know when they were putting it out for distribution. Luckily, some dude was you know a, a guru, an independent film guru, was like, "Dude, you can't end it like that. You just spend yeah. ninety minutes building this guy up, introducing him as a as kind of a sad sack character, but giving him hope. Like you can't just shoot him at the end. Like why did you even do that? 
And he was like, oh, I thought all independent movies ended like this with like, <laughs> like a really down, you know, unexpected ending. And they're like, no, you got to cut that out. So and luckily he did because there would have never been a Clerks 2. There wouldn't have been, you know, there may have not even been a Kevin Smith, uh, like a viewed universe. So mm. but I went and bought that laser disc and I was like, hey, I'm just going to rip off all those scenes and put them on my website because nobody else has these. Like I'll be exclusive. Yeah, was on my website, and I'll be I'll be the best Clerks fan website that ever existed. So, um, and I didn't really have any goal in mind other than to be the best Clerks website. But I, in the back of my head, I was like, "Hey, man, it'd be cool if that Kevin Smith guy looked at it one day and sent me an email." <clears throat> yeah, of course, of course. And what ended up happening two months later was he did send me that email, but it was more like, "Hey, man, I saw the site. Call me tomorrow," and he put his phone number on there. And, and only after two months. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. That's what's up, man. That's and, pretty and, dope. And he was kind of like, this is really me. And I looked at the phone number. It had a 908 area code. I was like, holy shit, that's New Jersey. Like, that's that's clerks. Real deal, yeah. Holyfield. Yeah, so I was like, well, what the hell do you want to talk to me about, though? I was like, oh, they, okay, maybe he really liked it, but why didn't he tell me that in the email? Or he could be like, yo, you just violated every copyright in the book. Right. Like we're gonna send a lawyer after you, so yeah. shit, man. This could go one of either one or two ways. But I was like, shit. At the very least, if I call this number, I get to talk to him, right? So yeah. Um. So he was like, call me at noon the next day. So I, I dialed the number. I'm all nervous and shit on a touch tone phone, and it rings and a voice picks up and it's like, hello. And I'm like, hi, is is Kevin there? My name is Ming Chen. He told me to call, and the voice was like, he's not here right now. And I'm like, okay, um, well, can I leave a message? He's like, all right. So I left my number and I hung up. I was like, well, that didn't go the way I thought it was going to. But yeah. that voice on the other line sounded like that dude Jay from like as in Jay and Silent Bob, Jason Mewes. Yeah. It was him. For whatever reason, he was re- he was working the reception desk that day at the <laughs> office. Picked up. And I was so confused. I'm like, well, is that is at the end of this or is he going to call me back? And uh, sure enough, an hour later, he, Kevin calls me back and uh, he was like, hey, man. I was like, OK, he sounds happy. Like, <laughs> I throw my computer off the window. So it erased any evidence that I had made this website. Yeah. In case like the FBI was going to rappel down my window. <laughs> and crash through. But no, he was like, hey, man, I really love what you did. Like you that. Um, that website you did, he was like, listen, I went to an internet cafe. I looked it up. I found it. Um, he was like, man, you, what you did, it looked like you put a magazine on a computer screen. I'm like, thanks. Um, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of all this. He's like, hey, do you think you could do more of these? Like, I'm going to be making more movies. I'm gonna, I have a production company. Um, I think this internet thing's going to be big. Like, can you, can you do more of this website stuff? And I'm like, uh... Let me think. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Let me think. Uh, what? Yeah, because in, in the back of my mind, like Kevin, he made a movie. It went to Hollywood. It played yeah. on a movie screen. So in my mind, like he was like, I thought he was living in a house in the hills and shit. Yeah. And smoking cigars and hanging out with like, you know, with uh, with like George Lucas and shit. And uh-huh. um, so I was like, holy shit, man. Like I had this big picture of him. Like I... Little did I know he was sitting in a dumpy office in Red Bank, New Jersey, um, <laughs> at sixty at, at what was sixty nine Broad Street in, in Red Bank, New Jersey. Um, 
sitting in an office. But yeah, but to me, like it, it was like Spielberg had called me, you know, it was like, yeah. right. Holy shit. Like this is a guy who made a movie. Like, I didn't know. Like he made a movie that people went and saw and he's, he's a real director. Like I was like, holy shit. So I was like, yeah, man, I will, I'll help you. He was like, great. I'm going to send a list of stuff I want on this website. And, um, and by the, what's your address? I'm like, my, my physical address. Like, so I gave it to him next day, a FedEx box shows up and it had all these like three by five black and white pictures from clerks it had like eight by tens from mall rats. Like he had sent me hard stills from like all this rare shit from clerks and mall rats. I was like, Holy crap. That was the first email Ming. I know, but to me, it was like <laughs> getting this box was like getting it was like George Lucas has sent me a lightsaber because right. that's that's crazy, man. That's... From the movie, and he was like, "Hey, like these are the photos I want on the website. Like, scan them and then send them. Like, I need these back. Send them back." And then, you know, the fact that it came in a FedEx box, like I was like, "Holy shit! I never got a FedEx before. Like, nobody, you know, you had to be cool or rich to get FedEx or it was that free internet shopping. Nobody yeah. did that." Yeah. Or that, that movie Bowfinger, like at the end, they're like, "Oh, you're now you're no one until you get a FedEx." And I was like, "Holy shit, man! I'm a motherfucking somebody." Yeah, I'm Bowfinger, man. I'm a, I'm like I'm like I, I, was, I was like I was like <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that was me. So yeah, that that's how I started working with Kevin Smith, man. It started with that that uh, that website that we eventually built up into like a fan community. Um, it was cool. The first. You know, he sent me what do you want to say? Hey, there's a section for my movies, a section for what I'm working on, uh, like a gallery of never before seen photos, uh, links for individual sites for all the movies that I have out already. Uh, but he was like, what I really want is, is like, can you can you put a chat room on there? And I'm like, like one of the, like one of those creepy ass AOL chat rooms. Like you want one of that? Like you want to pick up chicks on the website? It's like, no, no, no. I want to talk to my fans, you idiot. Like I want. I want a way to communicate with other people, like fans of the my movies and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I think I let me let me look at that. Let me let me research that. So I started researching like how to build a chat room or if there was anything existing. Um, but I stumbled upon what I thought was even better, and I went back to him. Was like, hey man, chat room would be cool, but that would involve you sitting there for hours or you know having to dedicate time to it. And I know you're a busy guy. Um, I found this thing called the message board where people can post a question. There it you, is. You can go and just post a, just post a reply <clears throat> to it at, you know, whenever you have time. So you can answer one question a day. You can answer a hundred questions a day, like however you want to do it. And he, and I showed it to him. He's like, Hey man, this looks really cool. So um, eventually we, yeah, it became the ViewScoop message board. It was, it had to be the first place on the internet where a guy who made a movie like a, a someone not even that he's someone that you were a fan of like who made it big time would would answer questions from normal people like i thought that was so cool that he would go on there and answer anything but also get really detailed answers about like filmmaking and like what happened in this scene and what was this guy like and i, I was like man that was pretty cool I've and been it, in a lot of arguments on that yeah, message board. Yeah, arguments. A lot of arguments. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of like Goku versus Batman oh, yeah. arguments have happened in that message board. And a lot of my nerddom, all of my like my hot Goku nerd versus thing, Batman. They all yeah, Batman beats wow. everyone every time. How? It's he just he's Batman. That's just how it is. Yeah, uh, that's it, not how it he is. Always figures out a way. Look, if he could beat Superman, he could beat Goku. Superman can't beat Goku. 
Batman can be Iron Man? How could Batman be Iron Man? Okay, strip them down to what they are. Essentially, they're the same person. Batman is a ninja. He's winning in a fight. Do you understand that Batman has one suit? Iron Man has like a hundred. He don't need to be yeah, in. Batman. Batman will just throw a magnet at him. You know what I mean? He'll just do some crazy yeah, Batman yeah. shit, and you'll be like, "Oh, okay, got it." He'll activate the EMPs and shit. Yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. He'll yeah. just EMP the shit out of him and be like, "Okay, now we fist fight." Oh yeah, and I'm a ninja. Yeah, and you these- understand Iron Man always has like a plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G, Batman, Batman, H, I, J, K, L, M, N. I promise you. Plan oh, yeah. Z at all times. He only has plan A, and that's Alfred. Yeah. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, if, uh, if if Jarvis goes rogue on him, it's all over, man. That's right. It's all over. Why does he make? Why does, why does, <laughs> why does he have to go rogue, though? If Alfred went rogue, it'd be over for Batman. That ain't fair. Why why Jarvis got to go rogue? I don't know. Every, everything ends up going rogue. So, you know, you got to be prepared for that. This is why yeah, you can't depend on anyone else. And this is um, why that, that message board was so confrontational and contentious it was like you say oh. one thing it's like i like the green lantern and someone's like well, you're a fucking bitch I'm like whoa <laughs> i don't understand how he beats goku though that doesn't make sense but we'll get to that we'll get to that later continue on brother me yeah, no, we had those arguments but for the most part you know everyone's like holy shit like i i can get the ear of kevin smith like i can tell him how much i love him i can ask him a deep question that i've had forever and and the man himself would go there and answer it. It was the coolest thing. So this is pre Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know, like this is just unheard of. Yeah. You know, now, now you can, you know, like now, like Donald Trump will ban you from Twitter. You right. know, like it's yeah. so crazy. But back then it wasn't like that. So it was cool. We, we, um, it was just, you know, it was a gathering of fans and everyone loved each other for the most part. You know, we would have those stupid arguments and people would act like jerks every so often. But we extended that fandom into the real world. Uh, we would hold all-day film festivals at that little theater in White Street in Red Bank. It yeah. would be we would play all of Kevin's movies back to back, and then Kevin would fly out cast members to do Q and A's at the end of them. So, um, it was cool. Like he, you know, one year like Jason Lee came out, and uh, you know, like he would get as many people like Jim and Jay would come out, obviously, and like cast members would Q and A's. You would pay like forty bucks. And sit there all day from like noon to midnight, and watch Kevin Smith movies. We called it Vulgarthon, and um, started out as one day. We expanded it to two days. Um, it was pretty awesome. And then uh, we did it once, like they were the first people to see Clerks Two at one point. Um, yeah, it was it was it was really cool. So we kind of built up like uh, the first kind of online fan community that extended. And it was, and I thought it, I always thought it was funny that message board I I, I set up, it looks exactly like Reddit does now. Yeah, text based. It's got threads and shit. Um, It'll make you the innovator. Uh yeah. I mean, but me and me and Kevin were like, dude, where's our Reddit money, man? Like, where's our yeah. Reddit? Invented that shit, man. So, um, get but, on you know, that, lawyers. The early days of this, though, like, um, so I gra- I ended up graduating a year later, and I end up, I had a real job, like a desk job and shit, mm-hmm. for like four years. So wait, so was Kevin paying you while you were doing this? Um, for the first few years, I just did it, and uh, like I, I think he was just starting out too, so <clears throat> he didn't have a ton of money. And then I think yeah. at some point he signed this development deal with Miramax Films, so he he had some pretty good money coming in, and that's when. Yeah. I, 
I was like, hey, man, like, you know, uh, I, you know, are you at the point where you could throw me a couple, you know, a few bucks every month for maintaining this? And he did. So, um, but in the meantime, yeah, I went and got a real job with like, you know, health insurance and shit. And closed mouths don't get fed, brother, man. Yeah, but what the nice part was, and it was the same thing. I got a job doing <clears throat> websites. And I think partially the reason I got hired because I saw the stuff I did for Kevin. They're like, hey, this guy's pretty good. We'll hire him. And, um, but I was working on shit that I could care less about. Um, yeah. You know, it was all corporate stuff. And I worked for a nonprofit with my first job. And it was all like entrepreneurship. And I didn't really. I was yeah, still in passionate about that. that. If you're, if you're yeah. working your literal dream job with someone who you hold in the highest of, of accord, and yeah. they're like, "Hey, we're gonna need you to uh, throw together a 5K website," and you're just like, "I don't know about that." Yeah, fuck that. Um, but it was, you know, so you know, by day I would work at the day job, but at night I would go home and work on stuff like for Kevin, and um, so at night I would go and work on the stuff that I really wanted to work on. And I had that kind of barometer. I was like, all right, you spend all day toiling, doing shit that you you don't give a shit about. Uh, like, how nice is it to go home and do something that you really love, you know? So I think it, I, I think it worked out in that yeah. way. Um, yeah. And, you know, I was able to, like, you know, move out and be with my girlfriend. Uh, it was my first Shout out to her, man. If it wasn't yeah. for her, man, you wouldn't even be here right now because 100% the correct. fact that she's from Jersey made you want to watch yep. the movie. Yep, at one thousand percent. So wait, are you still are you still with this woman? Oh yeah, I married her. So yes. But yeah, that Good worked out. Found out Kevin was in Red Bank. He's in Middletown. It's like holy shit, that's the next town over. Like it worked out oddly, like really perfectly. So, uh, but it was, uh, but I still tell people like, listen, if you're a filmmaker or whatever, like you might have to go get that shitty job for the first five years, but you know, do what you want to do at night, save up your money, you know, take the fucking benefits, take the health insurance by God, for God's sakes. Yeah. This country, not everybody gets that, you know, maybe build up the 401k and shit, like whatever. And, um, and, uh, so that's, that's what I did for a while. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it was cool. Like Kevin put me in dogma during that period. That was cool. Uh, and, uh, nice. Were you in, nervous? Uh, <clears throat> break that down for us real fast. Yeah, how did, oh, that, uh, how 19, did that go? 19, I think 1998, he films Dogma in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And one day he calls me, he sends me an email. He's like, hey, be in Pittsburgh tomorrow at 3 p.m. I was like, holy shit. I'm, he was like, we're, let's, let's, you know, we're making the movie. Come on up. So. Where were you at the time? I was in the D.C. area, so it was a solid seven-hour drive. But I was like, holy shit, this is cool. I got to go hang out on, on a set. It was the first Kevin Smith set I got to see. So I went up there, and uh, he was like, meet us at this address. And I went in there. There's an old rundown strip club in downtown Pittsburgh. It's a real shitty part of town. And I get there, and I see him. I was like, and, and I was like, hey, man, what's, what's going on? And he was like, hey. Uh, we're, we're filming that. I'm going to put you in the movie. I'm like, oh, cool, man. I'm going to be in the background and extra. He's like, no, 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 no. I got, I got plans for you. Like, I'm going to put you I'm shooting, <laughs> I'm shooting at the strip club. It's a strip club scene. I'm going to put you next to me and Jay as Jay and Silent Bob. Like, you're going to be a patron. I'm like, holy shit, man. I get to be next to Jay and Silent Bob in a Kevin Smith movie. Like, this is dope, man. This is awesome. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, um, by the way, like, um, Salma Hayek is here, and uh, you're gonna yeah, no big deal. Yeah, so I'm like, so holy shit! I was like, what's the scene about? He's like, well, she's gonna come out, 
She's going to take her clothes off, and I, I really need you to act like that you're liking this. And I'm like, like oh. yeah, got it. Yeah. Well, let me go method. Let me get into the headspace. But I think we can do this. <laughs> And um, yeah, it was, and that and that was the scene, and you know, whole it was. I was like, "Holy shit, man! This is like, that's crazy, man!" And uh, he he was like, "Oh, by the way, uh, you know, here I'd like to meet you. One, of the, I'd like to meet one of the actors. This is this is Chris Rock." I'm like, holy fuck, man! Like, and uh, hey, so, was, so so here's my question. Yeah, here's the real follow up question to you being in Dogma. Okay. How come I can't get a copy of Dogma on fucking DVD, brother Ming? God damn it. That's a I know why. I, I know why. Look, I know the real reason, yes. but I'm I don't know the real reason. What's the real reason? It's um it's it's simple and complicated at the same time. So when Dogma came out, uh Miramax was gonna distribute it. Um Miramax was owned by Disney, who was getting all this flack from religious nuts, going, Hey, you're blaspheming God and shit. This is a movie about religion, you're all going to hell. And by the way, I'm a Disney stockholder and I, I'm going to sell my stock. Disney got freaked out. They told Miramax, like, listen, we can't be associated with this movie, even if we're the, you know, being the parent company. And Harvey and Bob Weinstein were like, all right, well, we're going to buy the movie. We're going to own it outright and we'll distribute it ourselves. Like, and they partner up with Lionsgate and they, just, they end up distributing it without Disney and all that shit. <laughs> Fast forward to 2020, uh, or where Harvey Weinstein is is a creep, uh, forcing himself upon women. His brother is not that much better. He's in jail. Those two brothers still own the rights, and they can't get them back. So that means they can't get the rights to make any more DVDs. You know they what? Fuck. Damn. You know they what's can't. so fucked about this situation for me yeah. personally on a personal yeah. level. Yeah, I owned three copies of Dogma. Yeah, so did I. DVD, so did and I. I I gave them away to people because yeah. I was like, oh my god, dude, I'm living in Red Bank. Like yeah. this is Kevin's. Like yeah. I'll be able to pick this up at the fucking Seven Eleven. Like yeah. I'll go to the quick yeah. shop and pick it up. Yeah. Like and I'll yeah. get it anywhere. And then as soon as I got rid of them, they were like, never again. And I'm like, yeah, psych. Like <laughs> there's no indication that movie would ever go out of print. Like it's should- my favorite Kevin Smith movie. Yeah, hands down. This is yeah. it's the best one. Yeah, and now yeah, the if you go on eBay, it's like a hundred bucks for a DVD. I was like, I can't. Yeah, I'm almost at the point, and I shouldn't admit this. Where I'm like, dude, I'll boot like this. I'll burn. <laughs> if, I I have to find my own copy though. It's in storage somewhere. But I'll burn my own copies, make my own artwork, put it in a case, and sell it illegally. And uh, you know, it's what you know, because if no one can get it, you know, I'm gonna go back to my roots. You know, with a copyright violation, Pirate shit, baby. I, I, I bet even Kevin wouldn't uh, be because he's not making any money if they're they're not making any DVDs. You know, he's nah. not out of that. So, yeah, that stinks. But yeah, I got to be in Dogma. That was cool. And um, um, yeah, so it was weird. So shortly after that, um, Ben Affleck started posting on Kevin Smith's message board a lot. It was uh-huh. uh, he was between movies, and i trying to remember what he just finished up. I think Armageddon. This was around Armageddon time. So it was kind of cool. He was like, whoa, yeah. man. Michael Bay movie, big budget, and Ben Affleck's posting on the board. But at one point, I think Kevin got pissed. He was like, dude, why are you spending so much time on my message board? Like, well, you got money. Why don't you go get your own? And so Ben was like, fine. Well, why, did, why, why did he get so mad? And he called me one day. He was like, hey, man, like, can you build me a website like you did for Kevin? And I'm like, yeah, 
Totally. Yeah, totally. Let me know what you want and you know Wait, who just in case just in case the audience didn't hear you correctly? Yeah. Who who called you to ask you to build them a website? Batman. Batman did. Batman told me to build a website for him. So of course I did. All right, you gotta say it in your Batman voice. Yeah. Yeah, we we, uh everybody do the everybody do their best Batman voice. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Give me build me a website. Yes. Hey, brother, um, man, I need a website. Yeah, so I did. Uh, pretty good, Adam. Pretty good. He had his own message board. It was uh, it was awesome. And then soon after that, uh, Ben and Matt, um, and the producer from um, the first American Pie movie, decided to embark on an internet startup company called Live Planet. And you might remember Live Planet is the people who created a HBO TV show called Project Greenlight. That oh shit. Came out in the mm. early two thousands, right? Yeah, early two thousands, and it was a it was a script writing competition where people could submit their scripts online, and then they would whittle it down to one winner who got to film and direct his movie. And um, he was like, "Well, you know, internet stuff, right? Like, I want you, I want to hire you for this company, um, but it's in L.A. Like, even you're gonna have to move out to L.A. and shit." I was like, well, I got a job. It pays pretty well, but like, what's your offer? He's like, I don't know. What 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 does something like this cost? I threw out like kind of a crazy number, like not not super crazy, but it was pretty crazy at the time. And he was like, all right, done. I was like, really? I was like, all right, I guess I'm working for you now. So I end up moving to LA for a year and working at this Live Planet company, and uh, it was fun. It was, but if you remember 2000, um. Oh, internet, internet bubble internet startups and uh they i mean they had a good plan they were they they were going to integrate the internet world the real world and tv and like reality tv and they had a pretty good business plan in place they had a pretty good bankroll um but the thing that fucked it all up was 9-11 um hey they, yeah don't had, get me started yeah it it for for me and for live planet screwed everything up they had all these ideas for kind of reality-based TV shows where people would be chasing each other around the country and shit and leaving mysterious packages to be found. And, you know, post 9-11, like, that was not going to fly at nah, all. Like, uh, nah. Yeah, so they lost all their fun. No, they didn't even want people to listen to Van Halen jump. They were yeah. like, no, it's, you can't listen to that. Yeah, yeah, that'll bring up, that'll trigger people. So, yeah. so they lost all their funding for all their future projects. Which means that you know, which means basically the company more or less folded, I guess. You know, so uh, my 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 fun year in LA came to an end. Bummer. Very quickly, and uh, which sucked because I took that money, like I bought another car. Yeah. I had all these plans. You know, I, I was spending. I bought a pinball machine. Damn. Was like, yeah, like you I were went, in it. You were you were Scrooge McDuckin and, and yeah, so like, yeah. yeah. But how was the LA life though? Like just. It, it LA. Was, how it, was it? it? It was what you fun. expected. It yeah, but I got running into Hulk Hogan at fucking Dunkin' Donuts and shit like that. I didn't run into Hulk Hogan. I ran into Vince Vaughn at a bowling alley. Like it, uh, it was, it was cool shit like that. Um, but like it, like that town will wear you down, man. That town will kill your soul. Like just sitting yeah. in traffic and shit, and you know, like you have valet park your car at the grocery store. Like it's it's ridiculous. It's what. There are too many fucking people there. Like, <clears throat> you can't just you can't just park at a grocery store. If you're lucky, you can. But if you want to park close at a grocery store, yeah, you got you got to get there early. You got to time it out. You know, it's crazy. But 
Um, know, I love that time. I love visiting. I love hanging out there for a straight week, hanging all my friends out there, like eating, whatever, partying. Mm-hmm. But being there, man, it's it's um like Thanos is not wrong. If Thanos came down and snapped out half the people <laughs> in LA, it would be awesome. There's just too many fucking people there. And, yeah. <laughs> and and you know, and and most of them are assholes too. So it's yeah, it's it's not I don't it's it's fun to visit, but it, it, it grates on you if you have to actually get work done and yeah. you know it's you know, actually do shit. It's uh yeah, it's tough. But I had a yeah, I had a fun year out there. Um, I mean, my advice, like if you're a young, you know, you're young and you don't have any attachments and you want to pursue your dream, whatever, writing, music, be, acting, whatever, like you got to go out there and you got to have a bankroll, man. You have a, you have to have yeah. Ben Affleck signing your checks because that money disappears <laughs> quick, man. Yeah. You know? So you went out there the right way. Yeah, I think so. And, but, but, you know, the day it ended, I was like, shit, man, like what do I do now? I guess I gotta go get the, the job. I don't really care about it anymore. Uh, but I remember I, 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 I wrote Kevin an email. I was like, Hey man, I don't know if you heard, but Ben life planet, it's all kind of going out. It's out tomorrow. I'm getting laid off and it was a fun ride, but, um, you know, I'm gonna go apply for jobs. Like if you don't mind, I'm going to use you as a reference. Cause I think that would help me out a lot. Man. And uh, he wrote back. He's like, Oh man, that, that sucks. I hope they give you a little bit of a severance and shit, but, and, but you know what, <clears throat> why don't you come work for me full time? Um, I kind of feel like, you know, you, you've been, you've been doing stuff for me for at that point, it's been about five years. Um, he was like, you, you know, were I still doing work. stuff for him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was. Yeah. Uh, so you, know, you never I, stopped. You never stopped. I would never have handed that off to anybody. And you know, even if I did want to, give the reins no this is something i started like there was i was right, right, yeah, right. that's your baby i was gonna keep that going but he was like hey why don't you just come work full-time you know you were doing a great job for five years like i feel this is what it was what everything was working toward um and i think he was kind of he was like you know i never asked because you had a good job already and then you got a better job with affleck mm-hmm. so i never asked but now that you're free why don't you come work full-time and he was like there's one catch though you got to move to New Jersey. There it's, it is. It's like, that's where the store is at. That's where the office is. That's where I'm at. And I was like, Hey man, I got nothing holding me here. You know, I don't, I like LA. I don't love it. I don't need to yeah. be here any longer than I have to be. I was like, you know what? He's like, take the two months. He's like, you know, I got, we got, I think I laid off like end of October. He's like, Hey, take until the new year and then come to Jersey and work, work, work for me. Fucking beautiful. I love that. And I was like, you know what? Why not? Why not? You know, this everything I've done has stood me for this point. Let's go. So uh yeah, New Year's Day two thousand two, I drove I uh I took I drove everything out and uh I ended up here and I haven't left. So that's how I got so I got to Jersey. The ironic part of that story is, you know, I uh you know, I, I got there, I got an I got a little office, it was cool. I was, you know, and and we it was cool being there because I, I was able to do a better job. I felt, you know, I was able to go down to the store, work yeah. with them directly, and just be like at the company. Um, but the ironic part was, I think two or three months later, he, he comes in. He's like, "Hey, man, you you'll never guess what just happened." I'm like, "What's what? What happened?" He's like, "I'm moving to LA." <laughs> I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought Ben Affleck's old house in the Hollywood Hills." Moving the family out, like don't worry, you know I'm gonna keep everything. Why does him and Ben Affleck have so much connection? Well, he he had cast Ben Affleck in in Mallrats, 
and then gave him a bigger role, like a starring leading man role in Chasing Amy at a time where Ben Affleck was only typecast as playing assholes. Right. I hope you remember. Oh, yeah. It kind of it kinda is. A, it was like, it's not his start, but it's what put him in the limelight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he was, you know, he's a big guy, tall dude. He had a Boston accent. And he was like, well, you're, you're, you're playing the asshole. And he was just starting out. So he was like, great. But he started getting typecast as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I see you as a leading man. Like I think you could be a leading man. And now I, he's Batman. Do anything. Yeah, now he's fucking nice. Batman. Now he's got two Oscars and shit. But it was Kevin that had uh, that, gave him that start as uh, you know in a as a leading man in a movie. Um, Kevin is. What do you rank him as Batman's? I don't want to put you on the spot. Oh I no, I, man's I, in them. I think he's a great Batman. I think. I mean, I rate I rank him below Keaton, but you know above uh, yeah. above Val Kilmer. Um, geez, man. I even, I think I'll, I'll put him slightly love Christian Bale. I love Christian Bale too, though. Would you put him above George Clooney? Yeah. Okay. We're Clooney. Where's Clooney? That's Clooney's Bobby's a, favorite. Clooney's a great Bruce Wayne, which equal, which is the key to being a great Batman. So, yeah, but he had nipples and yeah. he got hamstrung by, you know, a freaking what's his face. Joel, you know, Schumacher. Yeah, I'll say this. Wasn't his um, That soundtrack with Seal, oh, fire. Okay. You too, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jim Carrey, yeah. fire. Yeah. Chris Great. O'Donnell, fire. Uma Thurman, fire. fire. I love it. Yeah, freaking. Dude, you, you go to Six Flags Great Adventure. Oh, all right. And you can, you know, don't, for, don't forget Alicia Silverstone. Oh, yeah. And Alicia Silverstone yeah, 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 in the yeah, third one. Sure. Yep. Fire. You could still take photos in front of that Batmobile. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, come on. Yeah, but but yeah, he's like, I moved to, to LA. I was like, bro, you, I was just there. I could have stayed there. Looking back, I'm glad I didn't stay there, but I could have stayed there. Right. Yeah. But you know, my life would have been completely different. Um, yeah, you would have been like addicted to coke and like probably a yeah total weirdo. Right. Yeah, you would have somehow convinced yourself that you liked it there. Yeah, I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't have met you two. More important, most importantly, uh, you yeah. also would never had his pizza either. You'd, yeah, you'd have exactly. been like, "Damn, you're right." You wouldn't know what pizza is. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely not. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I think the plan. He was like, "Hey, man, in a couple of years, you should move out, and then we can, you know, we'll, we'll we'll open up an office out there. You could go work there." So, but I never. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I never really took it that seriously, so I yeah. never. Everything. I was like, you know what? I'll just travel out there a couple of times a year if you need me to do shit, and um, and uh, that's how it'll go. So, but that's how I wound up here. That's why I never left. Uh, yeah, I mean, shortly after that, started podcasting. You know, like five years after that. Like All right. All right hold on, that. hold on, Mingsy. Yeah. Hold on, you're moving too fast. You now you're moving too fast. Hey. <clears throat> now you got into podcasting, like. Where did that come from? Because like, all right, you you're into the comic books. Yep. You're with you're with Kevin and everything yep. like that. We're from L.A. to Jersey and all that. Where who put you on the podcasting? Like, where uh, did it, that it, come from? It was definitely Kevin. Um, Kevin was like I had known what podcasting was like around 2006 or so. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't anything that interested me because I thought you had to be like have a radio background and shit. And um, like I I had. I was like, oh, you can, you know, I had seen like live there were, at the time. I think there was live radio stations on the internet and they, yeah. no, one, 
people put all this work into you know doing what was on the radio, but they didn't have any advertising money, and you had right. to visit, you had to be on a specific website to listen to it, and nobody did. Your friends did maybe, but to me that wasn't legit. So when I heard about podcasting. I kind of equated it with that. I was like, all right, this is kind of a lame niche thing. So, but <clears throat> you um, didn't think it was going to last. Yeah, but Kevin had learned about it. Um, he was on the set of a movie that he was acting in with Jennifer Garner. And he, he somebody explained it to him. He was like, hey, it is like radio, internet radio, but you it's not live. You record it, but it's like a radio show in as much as like you talk and you have guests or you can have a co-host. But the difference is you can do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. <clears throat> yeah. You can curse as much as you want. There are no rules. You can go three hours if you want, and it goes online, and then it and then it goes out to the world, and people download it on demand. And he was like, "Holy shit, this sounds exactly what I." You explain podcasts better than I ever could. <laughs> like I need you to write that down. Bobby, so I can... Bobby explain podcasting real quick. It's like, oh no. uh, well, <laughs> nah, I'm not doing My that. Nah, man. He's like, no, nah, I show up in this room. And Adam sets up all this stuff. And then nah, I, I tell, I tell people jokes. all the time. It's like if I'll tell people all the time. It's like talk radio. Yeah. I was oh, like, I, I was do. like, it's just radio. But, just but it's just better. dialogue. Take out the music. But better. It's, it's all dialogue. Yeah, better. but it's uncensored. Yeah, no, nah, it's unfiltered, there uncensored no, dialogue. There are no rules, man. You can say whatever you yeah. want, and if you get yourself yeah. in trouble, then you gotta get yourself out of trouble. That's on you, right. man. Right, one hundred percent. The thing is, you can you can fuck up. It ain't live, so you can fuck up. You can you can edit it out. You can do whatever you want. It's a fucking podcast. It's your people got to remember. It's your show. So sometimes I notice some people who podcast, and I don't mean uh, derail. We gotta get back to you, brother. Make it very important. But sometimes people who do start podcasting, they like, all right, I'm done, and they they like get nervous. They don't really dig into like their actual, you know, their actual art. They just think, all right, I'm done. Now let me send it out. Nah, like actually, like fuck with it, you know. Well, yeah, that's what we did for the first like two years of our show. Yeah, we, before we met Ming, actually, uh, <laughs> to be candid about this, mm-hmm. is that we were just like, okay, like we're gonna hire like some beat, some guy that makes beats that we know to make a beat. I'm gonna throw together a bunch of like sound clips and throw it over the beat like old like opian anthony style <laughs> like just some crazy shit that we've said in the past yeah um and we'll throw it over a beat and that's going to be our intro we're Which never going to have hard, an it isn't horrible it's just how you present it though yeah but no i mean but that we were like <clears throat> we were just like uh yeah no, i know we were you know what i mean but then when we met Ming, Ming's like, "Hey, you know yeah, you can yeah, like yeah. soundproof stuff, and you can be like, you you know you could put production value into this." And we're like, "We do have a producer, don't we?" Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> and uh, hey, Bobby Light, where are you? What are you doing, Bobby Light? Bobby Light is, he's in, is he in Massachusetts. Massachusetts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's out Fucking he's out there being shit. spooky. I'm telling you, yeah. Bobby Light, he's gonna end up getting kidnapped by a ghost, and he think he uh, think shit funny. I'm telling you, brother me, he always going to haunted houses. He be going to the cemeteries, and he always doing. Oh, he yeah, always brings he, ghosts he, home. He's gonna get trapped in another dimension and shit. Yeah, man. Now I think talking. he wants to. I think he wants to. He's gonna find the portal to the Hollow Earth and never come back. Hey, man, that beard gonna be ten miles long by the time he gonna have that Forrest Gump shit. 
Yeah. Where Forrest Gump was running for however long he was running for. Yeah. So I didn't start in 2007, but Kevin did. He was like, holy shit, this sounds awesome. So immediately, like, his first episode, like, blew up because he was Kevin and he was able to tell everybody about it. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he got, you know, imagine... Uh, he, I mean, he's unique. Imagine you put your first episode out and like a hundred thousand people listen to it. Yeah. Like, of course you're yeah, gonna. You can't like, stop after that. Yeah, you're like shit. I got to do more. So you know, he's done like three hundred or four hundred episodes now, and he's got like three or four shows going on right now. So. Yeah. But he, um, he's one. He's like he was like the first guy. I was like, holy shit! He figured out how to make money doing this too by doing live shows. Yeah. And selling merchandise and um you know doing things like that and selling ads he's the first guy i knew to get an ad deal so i was like holy shit this is cool and then uh yeah i didn't get into it until like about two years later when he was like hey man i need i need more shows on the network they can't all just be me it was like i want you to start a podcast and i was the guy who would upload his podcast on the itunes and shit i was like what do like i don't I'm the guy in the behind the computer, man. I'm the guy in the chair. Like, why? I don't want. Yeah. To, why do you want me to do this? He's like, no, no, no. This is cool, man. This is fun. Like, you can you can do whatever you want. You can talk about whatever you want. And it kind of went back to the wait a minute. I can talk about like comics and video games and Star Wars. There you he's, go. He's like, that's a podcast. I'm like, no way. I'm like, who's gonna listen to that? From me, like, wouldn't you want a Star Wars podcast to be from George Lucas? And yeah, he's like, oh, no, man. Like George Lucas. Doesn't he probably doesn't even love Star Wars anymore? You, you probably love Star Wars more than he does at this point. He's sick. That's of the crazy dumb- to hear, but you, yeah, you're probably right. Dude. Yeah, he's sick of the dumb questions. Like he doesn't. He made it. He made his money. He doesn't really care anymore. Mm-hmm. You, you do, and your audience will be other people who care about Star Wars and pop culture, like, like as much as you do. I was like, holy crap. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll do it. I, I was really reluctant though. I don't because I didn't. I was like, I don't do this. I don't have training. I don't like, I'd never done this like an hour show about yeah. anything. I'd never done this, but I, I grabbed Mike. And I was like, Hey man, Kevin wants us to start a podcast. Like we like the same shit. We would, let's just, let's just record it and see what happens. So we had some gear. We did it in the back of uh, the comic book shop. And um, yeah, from that first recording, like it went, it went great. It was awesome. Cause you know, when, I you know we've seen Star Wars a million times. Like, why wouldn't we be experts about it? Why right. we've we've probably seen it more than George Lucas has at this point. Yeah, of course. So, you get so, in arguments about like yeah, what the weather's like on Tatooine yeah. and shit, and like dumb yeah, dumb shit yeah. that doesn't matter. Yeah, like how great the the downhill skiing is on Hoth. Like, why wouldn't you go ski there? Like, it airlifted by a by a by an X wing and shit. Like, that would be awesome. <laughs> It would be cool. So yeah, like that first recording though was so much fun. Yeah. And even like I went back and I listened to it and I was like, wow, we sound like at least passable, if not legit. Like if this was a geek themed radio show on a radio station, this would work. Yeah. Like, this is this is nothing. I was like, holy crap, I didn't need training. Like all that the Connecticut School broadcasting is bullshit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck those guys. Fuck those yeah. guys. Yeah, exactly. So, and you know, we got addicted. So I was like, hey man, let's do it. Let's do more, man. So yeah, every week we would we would record and uh, you know, it, it yeah, it became a it became a thing where, you know, we started out with one show, it went to two. I was appearing on other shows, you know, like podcasting became life at that point. And, uh, but at the time you were you just worked 
you worked for Kevin yep. doing your job. You also did podcasts yep. for his network, but yeah. were you Which, getting paid for your actual podcast? More or less. Yeah. I mean, I was, you know, working on the podcast network was part of the job. So it was yeah, in a way, I guess I was getting paid to podcast and support the network and work on all the technical details. And um, yeah, it was cool to be creating my own shit though, too, where people were li- was listening, where they were listening to it. And uh, we would get, you know, feedback and people would reply and request stuff and listen. It was really cool. Man, what was the name of your show? So it's called uh, I Sell Comics because I recorded okay. the comic See, Adam, we, we are bad. We are bad interviewers. We didn't even ask that. We glossed right over that. I'm not going to lie to you. I totally forgot we were going to interview Ming. I thought we were just going to talk some shit with Ming. And, you know, you were like, <laughs> I mean, no, we're going to interview Ming. Honestly, I was going to, but as soon as you said that this is his first time actually being on as a guest, I, I mean, we 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 first of all we created the name Brother Ming, right? True. Everyone just calls him Ming, right? <laughs> I mean, Brother Ming yeah. comes from us. You okay, did. Okay, so like it's our it's audience, that's you know, all I'm saying. Our audience really like they know you but don't know you. Yeah, so it's definitely spread from there though. So I love that name. Um, I mean, Brother Ming, you're like you're like the top dog, bro. Yeah, yeah. you're like the Podfather. For us, you're the pod father. Thank you, man. Well, this is fun because, you know, we've been doing it for so long, but then we were able, you know, we started, um, uh, I mean, you know, we started podcasting. Then a couple years after that, they were like, hey, you know, I remember getting a text from Kevin. He was like, hey, they, there's a, you know, that Walking Dead company, like that network, they want to shoot a reality show at the comic book shop. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's a cool looking shop. I think a, a show. I was like, congratulations, man. A show there would be really good. He's like, no, 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 you don't get it. Like, they want you on it, too. And Walt and Mike and Brian, I was like, why the fuck would they want us on there? We don't <laughs> We don't look like, you know, Jersey Shore. We don't look like yeah. Real Housewives. We don't look like, we're just a bunch of nerds. Nobody wants us. We don't look like The Bachelor and shit. Like, nobody wants to see this. He's like, yes, well. they do. That's relatable. Yeah. I, well, little did I know. He was like, well, just stay tuned. Like, I just, I just got this. You know, I just put in this pitch about a, a reality show that the comic book shop stay tuned. And at the time I was like, man, he's he's he must have got a really great strain of weed because like he must have that must have hit him hard, man, for him to to imagine something like this or think that this was this would actually really happen. But um yeah, lo and behold, one day they came in and shot like test footage and like they cut together like a little pilot episode, which uh you can actually go and watch on YouTube right now if you want. Like they never aired it; it was just like test footage. Um, but um, yeah, and lo and behold, like uh, we're we're suddenly on a TV show, and uh, we we that we shot in the the fall of 2011 um, about us geeking out over comic books and shit, and that became Comic Book Men. Um, but That's crazy, uh, it was weird though when you know after they shot the test footage and stuff. The network was kind of like, who are these guys? They're just they they're they're your employees, like that. They're you know they don't have any experience or anything. Like they they wanted to make sure we could carry a TV show. So Kevin was like, hey, you should listen to their podcasts. Like you can see how they flow, how they bust each other's balls, like how they interact with each other. And so they did. And they heard our episodes, and they're like, hey, this is pretty. You know, they're like, oh, this is funny. 
the the weird looking guy with the beard is always making fun of Ming, you know, and they're always making fun of him. And and but they're they're really funny. Like if they can replicate this on a TV show, this will work. So in a way, the podcast really helped us land that TV show. So Huge. yeah, I didn't realize at that time, but. And then while we were shooting the show, like I think the podcast was kind of like training too, where like we didn't talk over each other. We had to like think quick on our feet, you know, and we were used to just talking about one topic without having lulls in the conversation and giving them stuff to cut to. So in a way, it was really weird. But podcasting was like it was like the minor leagues to the major yeah. league TV. It was really cool. <clears throat> That's pretty dope, man, because now you're like just put on TV when being un unexpectedly put on TV and it's like when the pressure is on, you'd be surprised what can like what professionalism can come out of you. Oh yeah, for sure. That, that's pretty dope, man. Yeah, for sure. And, the, and uh, yeah, they were, they were even kind of like, you know, uh, the crew that came there, like, Hey man, we've shot a lot of reality shows because that's all they did. It's like, nobody is, has been as easy to work with you guys. Like you would, most people freeze up or they're not funny or they try to force shit and it's, it's not good. But um, they're like, you guys are real easy. You guys got this done. I was like, yeah, because, you know, podcasting, man. It, uh, you just bullshit it, with your friends and you build yeah, a camaraderie yeah. and then you yeah. start to yeah, yeah, yeah. build kind of like a flow and shit. And then yeah. it's uh, it's been the best thing for both Bobby and I. Like when we go places, like when you you have your barbecue or whatever, we'll be in a conversation with somebody and we'll both just be like boom, 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 yep. boom, like yep. firing off on each other. And it's like it's weird because they're like, what's going on? And meanwhile, yeah. that's just the way Bobby and I speak to each other now because we've done 250 whatever episodes yep. of this. Like you just start to get on a roll. And I find myself uh, when you and I speak to each other, when you come into the restaurant and we're yeah. talking, it's just like – You'll go boom, 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 and I'll be like, oh, boom, 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 yeah, this yeah, and that. Yeah. Everyone's like, hey, what in the fuck is going on over there? I'll be like, oh, we were just talking it's about the this camaraderie one. and the rhythm, yeah. and it's the routine. Like you guys have a routine of talking to each other, and like how Adam and I, we have a routine. We're used yep. to talking to each other. So, if like, like you said at the barbecue, like if you, if someone randomly just comes up to us, like, hey, who are you guys? Blah blah blah. We can just start flowing. Yep. Yeah. You know? sure. We can do yeah. a podcast right then and there, standing up in the corner by the pool. What's up? What you want yeah, to do? Simmons more podcast episode. You already know what time it is. Ah, yeah. ah, you are a guest. Yeah. Whoever you are. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is, you know. And, um, and what I always loved about it, if you, if for anybody who's seen the show, like between the scenes of us bullshitting or buying or selling stuff, we cut to a podcast set where we're talking. Where the, it was our way of telling Kevin what happened. At, you know, during the, during the transaction or during the scene, because he wasn't there, but we do it as if we're recording a podcast. And uh, I was like, "Man, that's that's cool." At the that's time, creative. I, I thought it was a cool idea at the time, but now I really appreciate it because it was so different. And that was all Kevin's idea. Um, if you watch any other reality show like Pawn Stars, they'll cut to a guy in the pack parking lot, and they'll you know it'll be zoomed in on his head, and he'll be like, "Oh yeah, I wanted to sell you know this musket. I wanted a million bucks for it." But Big Rick only game offered me two hundred, and that's bullshit or whatever. So instead of that, you would cut to us in the podcast table, and I always thought that was cool because I don't think before us, you didn't see any kind of podcasting in a movie or a TV show. Like I'm pretty. No. Sure. Yo, yo, I see so, what you. I see what you lean into, brother man. Yeah. You you want your credit. 
I, I don't you, know. I, 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 it's Kevin's credit, but you know, as far as marketing for the studio, yeah, I mean, you I you can, deserve some I credit, can, man. I, I can I can confidently say it. it's like, hey, man, you could go to that other studio, but those guys weren't on TV, man. Those guys didn't pioneer this shit. Right. You're the power you're, father for real, brother Ming. I didn't even know that. Like, yeah, I knew so you, you was a legend, but you were a you, legend, legend. Yeah, you can go to our studio, but it's going to suck. So come to our studio. So you know, facts. Bottom line. Bottom line so. Big facts. Yeah. Uh, so I had a question to start off. If you were not here the, to, to start the podcast off, because yeah. normally I have some ridiculous question that I got off of Twitter I that I wanted it. to ask Bobby. So I'm going to ask the both of you. Uh, if they were making a a biopic of your life, <laughs> who is playing you, and who would you cast as the other people in this conversation? So, brother Ming, you got to cast me oh, and Bobby. Man, that's a yeah. great question. I'm trying to think of like the Asian actors out there that would uh, like. I I I always thought it would be cool if like Jet Li if Jet Li played me. I think he's a little older than me, but. Um, you could set it at whatever. I think he's a, I think he's a lot older yeah, than think, you, but it's all right. <laughs> if if like a Romeo Must Die era Jet Li, yeah, like I I would totally be down with that. Um, nice. I think we're about the same height. We kind of got the you know we we're both looking pretty young, I guess. So, and but I mean he's just a badass. Like how awesome would that be? So that would be pretty oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah, for just sure. him like podcasting and talking about Star Wars and not fighting at all. Right. It's like someone at a fucking uh, land party screaming at him, and he's just like, "Yeah, all right, I'm not gonna get in a fight." And you're everyone watching it. You're like, "Motherfucker!" Yeah, motherfucker they, yeah, yeah. punch one dude. Yeah, well, probably more. I mean, definitely Donald Glover, man. That freaking Han Solo, like Solo era, Donald Glover. Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I cast. That's why I cast for him too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You're my shout Lando, out to Donald Glover. I like you're it. You're my Lando Calrissian, man. Like you know you. You know, you you might get scared up by Darth Vader. Well, you'll come back and freaking blow up the Death Star and shit. See, I I never knew that I had that in me. Thank you, brother. I never knew that that was looked at in that type of way. I'm so happy. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have the craziest dream tonight. Adam Simmons is a tougher one, though, man. That's a tougher one. Yeah, like, let's see. <laughs> I think like the ideal version would be like a Chris Pratt, like a wisecracking, but um, yeah, yeah, be great. Like, which uh yeah I think that I think that could work. So I know for so for myself, yes, I picked Adam Brody, but he would have to obviously put on some pounds because I need someone who's kind of like a dickhead, but also a sweetheart. You know, Adam Brody. Or, yeah, that'd be yeah. Yeah. So Adam Brody from the OC. Right. Body. Um. All right. I picked Donald Glover, obviously, or like, you know, Chadwick Boseman, like someone handsome. Yes. Someone who's got soul in their voice and shit, you know, because they just got to bust out, yeah, singing thought, out of nowhere. I thought, I thought Don Glover was great in solo, though, man. He, he, you know, he channeled it's Billy Miller. He did uh, so good, yeah. Um, and then, um, shit, what's my man's name from uh, Fresh Off the Boat? He was the dad from Fresh Off the Boat. No, nah, man, that's what I was going with. He's uh, <laughs> yeah. always be my maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Randall Park, Randall, Randall Park for Randall fucking Park. Yeah. I like him, man. That would be awesome. I like him. I That'd like him. Awesome. That's a, damn. That's what I was going with with Ming. Damn. 
or you know, going to know two Asian people, or um, or you know, no, uh, I was gonna know at first. I was gonna say my man from the uh, Hangover. Oh yeah, Ken Jong, man, that's just my, <laughs> my hero, man. Like if you wanted, you know, if, y'all, if, I mean, and, and y'all kind of resemble each other a little bit. I'm like, yeah, I kind of look alike a little bit, I, dude. If I could get you know on a movie, like I would jump out of a trunk naked for sure in a heartbeat. I would. That's what I'm heart- saying, brother. Being, I'll keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah, I got close at Comic Con. They're like, "Hey, will you wear a speedo?" I'm like, "Absolutely." I'm like, "Wait, what color?" Like, well, you can pick either green or orange. I'm like, "I think orange would work better with my skin tone." So, <laughs> so that's uh, yeah. So that's what happened. So I was we were um, the episode is we buy this thing from 19- the 80s called Mr. T's Water War. Uh-huh. And, um, it's a plastic Mr. T head that you hook your hose up to. And it sprays water, and the game is you gotta take these sponges and just knock it over. It's the dumbest game, but <laughs> we end up buying it, and then we set it up in the in the back parking lot by the surf taco dumpster. Yeah, hey, we used to record back there, dude. No, really? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. there's a little trap house recording studio back there, yeah. and that's where we filmed. We recorded the first fifty episodes of Sam PC back there. Holy shit! I re- yeah, I think you remember that recording studio. It was called like Karma yeah. or something, or was it? Oh, like I don't there? remember. <laughs> Holy crap! Damn, that's- what was the name of the studio? I don't remember. But yeah, we definitely used to record. That's where we started. Yep. That's <laughs> that's that is awesome. And um, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that's where. Uh, that's that's uh, that's where that's where we did the Mr. T's water. Yeah, so I didn't get naked, but oh, it was pretty close, man. Damn near, yeah. Bobby, close. who who are you casting as yourself in your biopic? Oh, oh see, I was thinking more like a uh, like a young Chris Tucker, like you know what I mean, uh, uh, Money Talks type of Chris Tucker. That I was thinking something like like that. You know? How did I know? How did I know you were gonna pick that? You know, because he's funny at the same time. He was musical comical he was everything he was everything in that movie to me like that was one of his like his best roles in my opinion that's what got me hooked on charlie sheen so yeah man uh, that, I, gotta, I would say that i just shared a photo with you uh <laughs> i dug it up greatest photo ever if uh <laughs> if you're if you're able to throw that up in the bottom <laughs> hold on it's uh um, for you, Adam, I would have to go with like uh Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, like, what color is that? Peach? It's yeah, it's very bright orange. It's very bright orange. <laughs> for sure. But I remember the dude who took that, he was like, Man, this reminds me of like those like it reminds me of those people who throw Molotov cocktails in Kosovo. Throwing a sponge at a plastic Mr. T. Oh, yeah. it's great. This shit is hilarious. Yeah, Ray back there. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a, yeah, it's pretty, yeah. I, I think mean, that, I can tell by the grip that you have used about to fuck somebody up with oh, that yeah. sponge. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm in my late 30s there, I think, or even 40s. So, you know, not bad. Not bad. Anyways, that's yeah, that's uh, <laughs> the see. I, so I was casting right, actually. Yep. All right, so, so who you can't Adam, for you, it was it would be more like a um, a young uh, um, damn, I guess Kurt Russell. Like, uh, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, Kurt um, freaking big compliment. I, I think it's Kurt Russell. Um, could I be wrong? 
No, Kurt Russell was in Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, you know how. All right, so you know how he had so much. Like he had good personality. He has good personality. I like him as a character, as an actor. I like him. So it. in that movie, in that movie, he was like, he was, you know, he could, he could hold his own in a fight. He was bagging the girl. He told like a little one-liners. Yeah, man, he was a good, good guy. In that so yeah. That's I your- didn't see myself as a Kurt Russell, but I appreciate you. A young, like young one, young, young one, Kurt not Russell. older one, young one though. Remember, right. young one. We had to. He was, getting, he was in a truck. Remember? Yeah. Two two the motherfucker. Yeah, yeah man. man. So Fuck. That, that's who I would cast. Yeah, I'm into man. that. That would be a weird movie, Kurt Russell, yeah, Chris Tucker. <laughs> uh, yo, so did you ever see? Yeah, obviously you've seen Tropic Thunder, right? Yes. Okay, so you know the really skinny dude from Tropic Thunder who like was wearing the glasses. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's Bobby Light in my. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, I'm gonna have him like grow his hair and grow his beard out, but he's like mad lanky and shit. We'll just throw some Versace on him and then be yeah. like, "I'll hear some tattoos," and then it's perfect. It's awesome. Very good. Awesome. That's good. That's good. And then uh, <laughs> I cast, I cast Brian Pasane as Chris Watsky. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, and it's all on my Twitter. You can go on my Twitter at Earth underscore two underscore Adam, and you can keep nice adding. Plug. Um, I don't want to cast Jason Almy as Jason Momoa, uh, <laughs> but I think it would be hilarious that Chris Watsky's character is so ugly and Jason Almy is so gorgeous. So I think that that would be hilarious, but I yes. mean, if I'm Kurt Russell, then I mean, why not? You're fucking Kurt Russell, man. Trust Kurt me. Russell, young like one, big young Kurt Russell, China, right? maybe. Yeah, big trouble, little China, Kurt Russell. I love it. The best compliment I think I've ever. What's gotten. that Kurt Russell movie where he got beat up by the girls? Oh, the Death Proof. That I really like that. Isn't that like two movies in one? It is, yeah. It's Tarantino, man. Yep. That's a good movie. I like that. The first one, what was the first movie? Uh, I, if I remember correctly, some oh, there was a woman who had like a shotgun for a leg or something. Yeah, she had a, um, yeah, she had a machine gun on her leg and she was okay. like a, a stripper. Okay. And her ex boyfriend and her, they were getting attacked by people who were taking like a serum and they were making themselves crazy. Mm. Um, so she lost a leg in an incident. So she put in like a fucking M16 uh, on her leg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I like that. Yeah. Grindhouse is awesome. Grindhouse, man. Got a lot. Yeah, that's what it was called. All right, bet. And then Kurt Russell was like a uh, a retired um stuntman, like stunt, stunt yeah. And he had that crazy ass car that he did his stunts in. And he, when he would pick up chicks and then kill them in his car. Yep. Or some shit like that. <laughs> that was, <laughs> yeah, that storyline is fucking nuts. <laughs> it's a lot. It's definitely it's a, a but lot. But it just sounds like if you just think about it, like this is stupid. It's never going to work. And until you like fucking put it on the film. That shit worked. And it worked. Yeah, that shit worked. It was a good movie, man. I was happy the girls won at the end. I need to go watch that again. I was happy the girls yeah, won. Yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, Bobby, is there anything else that you wish to add to your podcast this week? Uh, man. Uh, nah. Um, 
there was certain things I wanted to say about the shooting that happened, but I'm going to save that for the next week. Okay. I mean, um, just God bless to that man's family and uh, everyone involved. Yeah, man. And uh, just the whole state. Like, I don't know. It's all right. I didn't even think it was that crazy over there. <laughs> like, I didn't crazy. even know. Because, like, when you hear about, like, damn, Minnesota, crazy shit just be happening. I don't know. I just think there's hey, a, some some type of disconnect, but I'm not going to get. They call it the wild, motherfucker. Like, yeah, good point. It's definitely the wild. It's not just a euphemism. Uh, yeah, no, but yeah, sure. we'll talk. We'll talk more about we'll that. We'll talk about that next week. But um, besides that, about it. Besides that, uh, LeBron will be back in about three more weeks. So everyone, just relax, calm down. The King will be returning to his throne soon, shortly, right before the playoffs start. Hopefully, AD will be there with him. If AD is there with the Drummond, we'll be okay. Um, yeah, Chad Ochocinco was uh, was talking a whole lot of URL. Battle rap talk, which yo, Chad is pretending like he didn't get locked down by Darrell Revis. And he's a he, uh, Brandon Marshall was like, You got locked down. And he was like, I got locked down. What? And I just all I did was pull up the it was one game, bro. One game, I mean, what do you mean one game? They one played one playoff game that you shouldn't have been in if Peyton Manning would have just played and beat you. But <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, so if I'm not mistaken. Because I, I was there, the Jets beat the Bengals the week before. Legitimately beat the Bengals, right? And then it they didn't matter at that point. No, 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 We were already in the playoffs. We were already in the playoffs. We were already in the playoffs. It didn't matter. We didn't care. Just like the Colts didn't care. If the Colts would have beat y'all, we wouldn't have to. Love it. It's a new day. It's a new year, baby. We both suck, so it doesn't matter. We're getting heated <laughs> about fucking. Well, we do. Yeah, yeah. All you need is a quarterback, and I need an offensive line. Good luck in the draft, <laughs> gentlemen. Good luck in the draft. Well, thank you, brother. Man. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Hey, uh, man, with that being said, brother, man, man, what are you doing for the draft? Oh yeah, what are you doing? Uh, I don't know yet. We got a couple of sports podcasts. I don't know if they want to do a live thing. Probably, I think okay. they probably want to be at home. But I don't. What are you doing? If uh, I mean, I'll be working, so the restaurant will be open. Sweet. So okay, come and hang out if you want to hang out. Point, man. Okay, cool. Yeah, pizza. Yeah, I mean, we got we got all those beers. I'll have some pizza and shit, right. and you know, we can watch Zach Wilson get tra- drafted by the Jets. <laughs> Woohoo! Good luck. Yay! Oh, great. Don't ruin uh, it. Bobby, what were you gonna say before I cut you off? I'm sorry. Uh no, I was just I was gonna ask Brother Ming if he had anything he wanted to say, or and no, I was gonna thank him for coming on. I love you both. Um, I, it's a huge honor being on with you guys, and uh, yeah, we'll do it in person soon. My man, thank you. Brother. I hope so, man. Thank you for coming on, Brother Ming. That was a good story you told too. We learned a lot. We learned a lot about you. Good fucking life, man. Uh, Indeed, so far, it's a very weird life, but it's been great. Yeah. He was on Ben Affleck's salary. That's fucking nuts. I didn't ever. <laughs> like, that was, that was crazy, yo. I wish I had what that. I would have saved some of it, too, but hey, live and yeah. learn. See, that LA life, you went out there, it was like, fuck it. It was fun live, for you. But what you want to do, man? You lived. You lived. Yeah. And it's good, it's good to laugh at and look back now because you survived. So, Absolutely. Like, you know what? It was 100%. worth it. Uh, Ming, where can people find you on the internet? 
Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, at Mingchen37, M-I-N-G-C-H-E-N 37. Uh, and then the shared universe, uh, shareduniverse.com, a shared universe on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that shit. So, yeah, I'm not hard to find. Excellent. No, he's not. Uh, Robert. Uh, Bobby D. Moore, Sam PC, uh, Bobby D. Moore official, official Instagram, Sam PC, Twitter. You already know what it is. And then uh, most most weekend nights, you can hang me, hang you you find me hanging out at Corbo and Son, eating pizza and drinking wine. Shout out to me. He's always posting a slice. Oh, dude. (laughs) So great. He's posting a dope ass slice, you know, and and it's never the same. It's never the same. You always get no, some I, um, fancy shit. Yeah, I always try out my new recipes on Ming. I'm always yeah. like, hey, I'm working on something. Try this. And he's no, like, Ming, oh, are you willing to try sushi pizza? Oh, are you yeah. willing to try that? All right, Adam. Um, you bust, bust one of them things out. He said it wasn't good. Let Ming be the judge. I would definitely try sushi pizza. I mean, that's, yeah, you got that, it. That's fusion right there. <laughs> it is fusion. That's we got Joe's dude right there. We can like fuck around and do something pretty crazy. Yep. Um, real. I we forgot to do our fucking ad reads, Robert. A word uh, and, and, and the more podcast is sponsored by the Jujitsu Soap Company. Go to the jujitsusoapco.com right now. Use code word SAMPC to get fifteen percent off of each and every one of your purchases. What the Jujitsu Soap Co is is an antimicrobial pro titty soap. Pro titty means it's anti COVID. Means if you got creepy crawlies crawling all over your body. Those are microbes. What you need to do is get those microbes off of your body, but keep the good microbes. I know it's a little convoluted, but if you go to J-I-T-Z-S-O-A-P on all social media platforms or jujitsusoapco.com right now, use the code word SAMPC, you get 15% off of each and every one of your purchases. Now then, before we get into our other read, I have to say I did just get a care package from Jitsoap, and I inadvertently used their brand new coffee scrub all over my body at about 11 30 p.m <laughs> i stayed up until 9 a.m luckily i had blackout curtains um but i was a mess i dude and it felt so good i was so smooth i was like oh my so i don't know if people know this that are listening um man i don't know if you know this but i have keratosis polaris which is a minor, a minor form of uh, eczema it's commonly referred to as chicken skin and it's like up on your the the top of your arms and on your thighs, it gets really bumpy or whatever. So I use all of these crazy exfoliants or whatever. I thought those are goosebumps. Yeah, but it's like constant. It's all the time. Always. It's always there. I was born with it. Um, So I have to use these crazy exfoliants that are really, really expensive. And I saw that the jujitsu soap co um, came out with a coffee scrub. I mean, I'm a little offended that my name's not on it because one, I love coffee and two, oh, yeah. I love exfoliants. Oh, you know geez. what I mean? Um, but I used it and it they're amazing. I also got the uh, CBD big boy bar, which basically means when I'm high, I want to go take a bath. I'm just going to go use my CBD bar and then fucking take a nap in my new giant bathtub. Uh, I got new bath bombs. I got like all ah. types of soaps. I got they have a bubble bath now, Bobby. They got everything, and I got a fucking all. So if you want to come take a bath, not with me, you know, for regulations or whatever, but yes. uh, go to the jujitsusoapco.com right now. Use code SAMPC to get fifteen percent off of each and every one of your purchases. Now then, I am so sorry, Robert, to take any more of your time. Please tell us about official. 
I mean, it's all it's all good, brother. I I really appreciate the offer to the bathtub. You know, I mean. Anytime I don't have water or like, you know, that one day I end up homeless. Mm. I'm coming to you. Speaking of, I installed a new bidet uh, in the bathroom oh, here. Nice. Yeah. So we're back. We're back, baby. We're back yeah. to not wiping our butts like poor people. We're back to the, the opulence, the living, the life that I deserve. I have it. Oh, and I have a plant in my bathroom. I'm living a very lavish life right now. You can't tell me shit in my pizza boys hoodie. So, how long is it going to take for you to get drunk and piss in that plant? Uh, I damn near might have happened tonight if we were doing it live. <laughs> I would have right. out all that wine. It's your plant. You do whatever you want with it or to yeah, it. Yeah, it won't kill it. It'll be all right. Probably not. Nah, man. <laughs> uh, this and every episode of Simmons Tomorrow Podcast is sponsored by Official Clothing. Uh, go to official.com, use code word CMPC, get 25% off. Official is a West Coast straight tuck town, Arizona streetwear brand that flips your dope ass logos from hip hop to sports. Take NWA and mix it to whatever the fuck you wanted to say. That rhymes. I know. Ah, man. But yeah, man, you go to official.com. You can get hats, T-shirts, all types of accessories like bracelets. If you want something flipped, holla at my homie Cass. He got you. I promise you. Swear to God, if you believe in him. So use code word CNPC. Get 25% off of your only first purchase. Not after that. Only the first one. Adam. You can get him. As per Jesus. No, Adam. Adam, don't no, cheat as him. As per Jesus. <laughs> you can you get swear him. To God. I, I'm saying as per Jesus. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, go to, go to official.com. O-H-F-I-S-H-L.com. Use code word CMPC. 25% off first purchase. If you yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, Brother Ming, thank you so much for fucking hanging out, man. You got it, man. Anytime. I love it. I love it. Brother Ming. You're the yeah, fucking man. best. Thank you. Yo, you inspire us, Brother Ming. You like show us that like working hard, working hard. Consistency, brother. I mean, you're like the epitome of consistency. You you stick to your plan, to your grind, and you've been all over the place. Just sticking to you, to the that's path, it. and that's what's up, man. You made the right decisions, and I hope Adam and I can do something similar to what you've done in your life. That would be nice. Yeah, work hard, sure. eat pizza. That's it. Easy. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, Adam's Fuck halfway there. Yeah. Then. Fuck. Let me start fucking. I mean, learn how yeah. to flip a flip a dough. Hey, dude, whenever you want, I'm getting that new oven. Oh, by the way, real quick, before we go, all right, I don't know if you saw the videos, right? But there's this fucking dickhead bird that keeps coming. He's coming out on my fucking porch. Right? I bird issues too. Go ahead. Bro, he shit all over my porch. He oh, keeps dang. trying to fight my glass doors. You know how I got those big glass doors? Yeah, yeah, there? Yeah. Bro, he keeps slamming into that thing like he wants to fuck. And every time I go out there, I was like, what's up? What's up? Yo, throw hands. You want to throw birds? What's up? You want to throw feathers? <laughs> throw, 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 hands, throw feathers. Yo, you want to throw wings, dog? And he's like, <laughs> like flies away or whatever. So then he comes back and he's like pecking at the window and then he'll jump up and fucking try and hit. I'm like, bro, yo, if you were here, you would see it. The whole little area right in front of the one door is covered in bird shit, and there's just wing marks and claw like all down the the window. Okay, how about this? Let's tr let's try this. Build him a bird a birdhouse? feeder, a birdhouse, yeah, and then see how he he reacts. That seems entirely too Caucasian for me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of want a birdhouse. 
That's how you know you're living in the suburbs, Bob. A part of me wants a birdhouse on the low. I do want a birdhouse just on the low. I do. I want to be nice. We should take one of those uh, birdhouse building classes at Home Depot together. Yeah. Saturday morning with the little kids. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck no. (laughs) No, we'll do it. We'll do a podcast for it. It'll be great. I got got weed. It'll be great. (laughs) Nah, but brother, man, thank you for coming on, man. Thank you. Got it, guys. I will see you guys soon. Thank you. Yeah, dude. Thanks again. Thanks a million. You're the fucking greatest of all time. We love you. Um, Guys, thanks for listening. Big kiss. Go fuck yourself. Peace.